0: Another sunny day in Manchester. The birds are tweeting. The boondog is walking. It's time for episode four of First Thought Boon Thought. I've gone for a different um a different route this time, mixing things up a bit. We are starting in Alexandra Park which is uh, a bit more busy, a bit more vibrant. You can hear the cars, there's little kids about, there's birds tweeting. There's a car alarm going off. This is Alexandra Park. Uh, I think I'll just do one lap of this. And then I may head off down the Fallowfield Loop because it is busy. Um, I might see someone I know, which is often a lovely occasion, but when uh, you've got a podcast to record and you've promised very minimal amount of editing, you don't want to have to have a, a conversation with someone. There could be private matters in there, that this microphone uh, doesn't want to pick up. Well, I don't want the microphone to pick up. Um, But yeah, just, this is a park that during lockdown, I don't know the numbers of them too, spent a lot of time in, lived in a flat just by the park, and I got into barefoot walking, uh, probably twice, two or three times. It was cold, um, I got really into the idea of uh, toughening my feet up to until they were like leathery little um, carpets, um, like the skin of a, a wombat's arse. Um,
1: Because
0: what you might not know about a wombat is that it sticks its ass in the hole of its den uh, to protect intruders Um, and I don't know what its predator is but it scratches at the wombat's ass and its skin is so thick and leathery that the predator which I don't know what it is, bears or so where are I? Wombats, Australia, Wolver- I think it's a wolverine, you know, I think a wolverine attacks a wombat and its skin is so leathery on that ass that it can't penetrate it so it blocks it's quite impressive um, and it's got square poo um, well it's got cubic you keep it poo. Um, so it doesn't roll away from the entrance of its den so like it no I can't remember this fact as well but I think it's something to do with so that it can like stack up and build a big kind of poo shield um, so yeah that's the wombat uh, and anyway I wanted my feet um to become thick and leathery like a wombat's arse. Um, I went for two walks around the edge of this park. I was going to start a new kind of routine where I'd walk around the park and listen to one of the albums that Pitchfork gave a 10 to on their website and I would kind of analyse it. I would feel the music and I'd feel the ground beneath my feet but the trouble is with barefoot walking especially in the kind of the colder months well your feet get cold and muddy so you've got a good thing like shoes is you can take them off when you arrive home feet you cannot so you have to kind of wash them every time you come in it's not great but if you did really get into the barefoot stuff you could probably just like have a similar to like swimming pools you could have a one of those little um, feet wash things uh, as you enter your house. Um, so, but yeah, I t- went on. Went on two walks around the edge of the park, and then I thought, yeah, I can't. Shoes, shoes are very helpful. But yeah, there's a little introduction, and I'm back in that park now. Um, another thing that happened to me this week. I regular listeners. Of my previous podcast might have heard about um, my watch that uh, instead of numbers around the outside it just has the word now um, of course to remind us that the time is now it didn't really remind me that the time is now because you just in your head you just look where a one would usually be it says now but you think it's a one anyway um, it just reminds you that the time is what the time is, what the time is, but it made for a great joke anytime anyone asks what the time is. But, bought that watch, I don't know, about 18 months ago, and alas, it is broken. It might because I uh, wore it in the shower. I don't know if it was meant to be waterproof, uh, but I wore it in the shower. Uh, and now it seems to have broken. So the time is not now, the time is then. The time is 4.25 yesterday, um, but maybe it's time I graduated to uh, one of the, they have the same company that do a watch that just doesn't have numbers on it. It doesn't have, uh, no it doesn't have clock hands on it, it just has the word now in the middle so you can't actually tell the time on it. It is literally just, um, it's a reminder the time is now, but, um, then I'd just check my phone anyway, wouldn't I? But what I really want is a watch that doesn't say now for the number that says beer, and I might bring out a range of these watches, um, but then, because then every time you look at it, it's always beer o'clock. Perfect for the festival season, which is quickly approaching. Um, yeah, no, I've had that idea for a while, probably about a year now, and I uh, haven't made any steps towards it. So look, if you're listening to this and you think you can steal my idea, please don't, because this is a multi-million pound idea. I'll bring it out of range, so someone will say beer, some will say stupid, like stupid o'clock. Um, yeah, anyway, let's, um, I don't know if you can pick up a lot of this on the microphone, but yeah, the park's very lively today. Somebody practicing wheelies around the room. And he's pretty good. Oh, wow, he's like doing wheelies all, around, all the way around this like ring in the middle. Right, I think it's about time we cracked on with uh, the story of the week because uh, I've said it on my on the app, so that now from now on, if a uh, genre has appeared, it will not appear again okay so I'm gonna bring up the wheel here we go so that only I only set that rule starting last week so um, kitchen sink drama will not appear again but sci-fi musical I, don't, I hadn't said it then uh, they might appear again uh, to be honest I think if they do appear um, I am just going to re-spin it i am saying that now all right we're gonna spin spin the wheel what's it gonna be western okay so we've got a wild wild western now again i'm not that well versed in the western in the wild wild western um You know, I've seen... uh, Saw uh, The Power of the Dog recently. That's not your classic western, is it, really? I've seen Django Unchained. Um, I've seen True Grit, the Coen Brothers version. Um, But... There are a lot... I haven't seen, I haven't seen the classics, the Sergio Leone ones, so we're not in the best place to to create a western but that's the uh, that's the promise of first uh, not being thought. If the genre appears there will be a story made. So what are the kind of classic things of wild westerns? You've got you kind of got a bit, oh I saw one recently which I can't remember the name of now but it's the one that's like um, it's got kind of predominantly black cast in it um, with Idris Elba's like the villain in it and uh, it's got Lucky Stanfield, can't remember what it's called but that was pretty good. Um, so yeah you are Western you've got got your hero was kind of often got a dark past, kind of broody. Um, they um, they're kind of, yeah, they don't, they don't speak much. They're like, well, we'll how about that then? they kind of, yeah, they're very, almost, they're troubled. Quite arrogant, um, like Han Solo in the Star Wars films. He's he's one of those kind of guys. Um, Clint Eastwood, obviously iconic, um, just very gruff, very you know. There's a lot of shit that's gone down in their past. That's your hero, predominantly, a man, um, a white man at that. And then you've got uh your villain, usually um who oh but Cassie and a Sundance kid have seen that one. That's a western, I guess isn't it? um you've got your villain who's well, they're similarly usually they're a bit crazy, they're a bit um a little bit wacky there outwear and, uh, and uh, uh, also very arrogant um, and often often they're kind of uh, maybe like capitalist kind of guys they're trying to take over the town they've got fill their pockets fill their boots full of riches um, that's the Wild west way and then also there's some kind of some character who's really good at shooting uh, usually maybe the sidekick of the, uh, the main guy um, but yeah, fastest hand in the west seems to be a common trope of many wild 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 westerns um, did you know that Will Smith was asked to play Neo in The Matrix but Decided to do the film Wild Wild West instead. Big mistake. Big mistake. Um, so yeah, we've got them, and there's usually some sort of damsel in distress element, or like um, you know, romantic love interest of uh, of our hero. So that's what we've got, and now 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 for also for previous listeners of the boondoggle podcast there's a f- there's a couple of there's a kind of wild west storyline in that of involving uh, Randy and Dorothy and uh, there's a baby which I can't remember the name of now um, but yeah so all right we've got There's often horses involved as well, because they didn't have cars back then, so that was a good way to travel about. They're kind of outlaws, the Wild West people. Um, Alright, I've kind of done a lap of Alexander Park now. I'm going to head off, we're going to go down the Fatherfield Loop. Um, And then... We get some food once we're done. What language was that? I thought it was French at first. I heard something about. Right. Wow, wild, wild west. So. But you don't, I don't want to be restricted by some just like, oh, it's got to be some broody characters um right right so let's let's have um uh right okay so let's have a young girl involved and she is what's going on with her So we've got a young girl, who she's been through some shit, she is the daughter, oh yes, okay so she is like the daughter of um, this kind of oil baron. Um, Yes, that's it, that's it. Maybe this would have been a good reveal later. But she's the daughter of this like oil baron who's uh, kind of made uh, made millions from, um, yeah, coming into these villages, demolishing these like wild Western villages. And, Uh, yeah, demolishing the villages are a long way, made a fortune from demolishing the villages and then they come in and just like erected some sort of oil um, refinery in the middle of the, the land. Um, and so this girl, she's called, um, let's call her Mary. Mary. So she's a young lass called Mary. And her dad is called, um, is called Reginald, um, Reginald, I'm thinking Reginald Dwight. But that is, of course, Elson John's name. Reginald Stringfellow. All right. So he's this oil baron, and he's like coming, and she is the daughter of him. Okay. Oh, now we're cooking with gas. Okay. I see a man. This is not in the story, but I see a man in the park. Running picks up his child and he's running seemingly towards the bathroom. I think his child shot himself. He's a young child. It's quite interesting hearing the conversations of other people, isn't it? You get real soundscape with this podcast unlike any other podcast I've heard before, anyway. Is that good or is that bad? We'll find out. And this is also an unheard of way of promoting a podcast in that it's purely by mouth, word of mouth. And at this point, the only word seems to be coming from my mouth. Um, but boy, have there been a lot of them, um, but yeah, no, no social media presence as of yet, and, uh, yeah, not even checking, uh, you know, the views or anything, we will see, we will see, it could be like, um, in that film, Searching for Sugar Man, um, the uh, the guy rodrigo the singer the documentary and uh he doesn't realize but he's like massive in south africa i think um but he like lives in america and just thinks no one really cares about him but really he's massive in south africa maybe this podcast is massive in south africa so hello My people. Right, this road is quite noisy. So we're going to get into the juicy stuff. Once I pass this guy and his pressure washer. Right. Right. Where are we? Right, so we've got so um Mary Stringfellow She I'm on to something great already, alright. Mary Stringfellow is the daughter of uh not Peter Stringfellow, Reginald Stringfellow. He never known as Reggie. That's the one thing he really insists on. Don't call him Reggie, he's Reginald. Um he talks he's a uh, bit like no no he's he's kind of like more like maybe like a high-pitched kind of oil baron going
1: wheel wheel looky
0: he like that and um, the film opens all right with he's in his big house he's in his big house he's counting up money on the table. Um, he's counting up money on the table and laughing to himself, going,
1: oh, ho, 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 you never guess how much oil I took today from those little pesky peasants in the village.
0: And uh, he's kind of laughing to himself. And meanwhile, his daughter Mary, is running around the house um, with like a toy where she's just pretending she's, used, oh, she's got her fingers like using them as a gun she's running around going. so that's what's happening there god it's hot now isn't it i'm gonna just clip this mic onto my t-shirt and take this jumper off Right. To be honest, this one could do with some editing, but if you've got this far, you're committed. I don't know if that's the attitude to have, but it's the attitude I will have okay, so he's counting up his money saying
1: well, 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 looky here I got all looky here, I got all this money for my oil,
0: and um. His sister, she no, his daughter Mary. She's running around going,
1: "Daddy, no one's come play with me,"
0: and she's kind of just like playing. She's an only child, and she's got um, a little gun. That she's using as a gun, but she's going, <laughs> and she's pretending to ride a horse. She's
1: going, "Daddy, daddy, play, play." Bring guns and horses with me, Whip, pip, will you please?
0: And he's like, he just doesn't hear her because he's just counting up all his money on the table. And He's, he's going, "Well,
1: this oil, this oil business is busy. It's the black
0: gold, oil." Um, and he's just so mad with just like greed. He doesn't notice his daughter's playing and uh, he's just kind of like demolished this village next thing you know the sounds of his daughter uh, playing with a gun those sounds just just disappear Um, yeah, so you can just, like, one minute you can hear her um, playing, lovely. Next minute, you can't. But our man, Reginald Spring- Fellow, doesn't notice. He carries on, counting all his money, and he's got a lot of it, and cackling wildly. Cut to, um... Mary, she's now, um, she's, uh, so, I haven't said how old she is, she's like, let's say she's like th- th- four years old, she's now bundled into like the side pack of a, on a horse, and is carried along by um, a couple, cowboy and cowgirl, Um, so she's like, she's in the side pack and she's, but she's loving it, she's like going, woohoo, we're on a horsey, oh yeah, and uh, so she's like still pretending to shoot at things and stuff, and uh, and uh, and uh, the guy riding the horse, the guy at the front, he says to his partner, he says, "Make that girl, do that girl, shut the hell up." And then his partner, the woman, she says, she says, oh no, ain't she having fun? Leave the girl be." And then so. So they do, and they're galloping away. They're galloping away, and it takes a long time before uh, Reginald realizes that his daughter's missing. Right, I'm just getting to a busy road again. Alright, we can cry. So when does he realise that his daughter's missing? Is his wife about? Um, Maybe it's when his wife gets home. She's been out. um, um, His wife has been out away with... uh, I can't, I'm trying to think what like. So back in the days of the Wild West, what would the wife of an oil baron do? You don't really hear about her. And she's kind of like at some luncheon. She's at some luncheon? It's like with all the ladies of the town or the other rich folk, just kind of like, you know, having a natter and that. And um, her name is Gladys. Gladys Stringfellow, and she is. So we've got our man Reginald Stringfellow. He's like kind of cackling mad, and she is kind of very, very dance punk. She's a bit. She's she's very like. Um, she's just kind of a bit, bit quivering. She doesn't. She's not very happy um, because he's very overpowering and mad um so she gets home and goes
1: hey hello hello reginald has things has um has um a, a little daughter um i what's her name again oh yeah her name is um mary oh has that little girl mary then reginald Let's go look hey look how much money i have Look at all this oil money.
0: I am uh, just on the street at the moment. I do. I'm very conscious of sounding a bit mad, but so he's going.
1: Well, look at all my oil money. And she's going. Oh, that's that's very nice, uh I'm sure we'll be able to buy lots of horses with that. But I I do worry. Uh, Where's our little girl? He's going. What little girl? Don't you, are you listening to me? Look at all this money we have.
0: And, uh, and so, uh, and she's like,
1: you know, our little girl, uh, our little girl, uh, Mary. Think it's Mary? Mary? Oh, that girl. Oh, she, she, she's probably,
0: she's bad here somewhere. You know, she's probably uh, in the garden or upstairs in her little bedroom there she's she's bad here don't want don't worry about Mary and then uh, um, Gladys is like
1: oh okay I'm I'm just gonna go look and see if we can find our girl Mary
0: and then um, so she goes in the garden she goes up to Mary's room and then she comes back Uh, and then she goes back goes back to um Reginald after she's had a look around the house and he goes yes, Reginald Reginald I can't I, I can't find our our daughter nowhere and then he's gone oh Mayor, no
1: oh Gladys you do worry too much it's just a girl we can have another one
0: and then and then she says no, we can't. How does she say that? No, she's like, she says, but, 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 Reginald, I really
1: liked that one we had. It took three, four years to grow that one. And uh, I really, he was getting on with that
0: one. And he says, oh, don't, don't, don't you worry about that. All right, so I've got some group really close behind me now. I kind of want to... I think they're going to take over. I should let them take over me because I can't go mad on these voices with them right on my tail. They're in my ears. I can't... I can't think. Right. So. Right. Where are we? So they basically find out Dorothy's gone. No Dorothy, I keep thinking Dorothy. They find out Mary's gone. And then we cut back to, we've got our couple, and they bring Mary back to Sort of commune, they're like kind of hippies of the wild, wild west, but they're like a kind of lefty activist group who have kidnapped um, Mary to, you know, as punishment for demolishing their town to um, build an oil place there. So, um, yeah, it's like five people. I'm not going to flesh out their characters too much. Um I haven't even fleshed out the main characters too much, but we've got got Mary and she's like she's just kind of wide, wide-eyed and amazed by everything. She's not really panicked. She's just kind of interested in what's going on. But she's um she's wise beyond her years because she's seen a lot of shit go down and she's uh she's like And, uh, gee. Why are these people? So hot on my tail. So, Mary. She's
1: like, oh well, wh- what, uh, what are you guys doing? What,
0: where am I? Who are you?
1: Will you play with me?
0: And then they uh and then she does actually they're, they're the kind of she's in this like hippie commune and they they're wild west, they're cowboys for sure, but they've got a bit of a radical element about them. And uh so they're like they do kind of they do play with her and they play guns and she uh one of them gives her a real gun. Stupid mistake and then she actually shoots she shoots a hole in the tent, there's their little tents on the outskirts of the town, because their town's been demolished. And uh, and that kind of makes them all think again. Um, so they're like, yeah, she's playing with this gun, and then she shoots a gun, and she's like, everyone's just a bit, everyone's laughing and playing, and then she shoots the gun, and then everyone goes, goes silent and goes, okay, maybe just a fake gun from now on. And uh, so, uh, but yeah, she does, she's just like happier than she's ever been at this camp. And um, the, the couple that kidnapped her, um, the couple that kidnapped her, and they are called Leroy, not Jenkins, Leroy. Uh Loy- Leroy Woodward. I love the name Woodward. So good. Um so you have got Leroy Woodward and his partner. They were mar- they're married. Um uh, Shelley Shelley Woodward and they have kidnapped obviously they've kidnapped Mary to hold her to ransom as like punishment um, for your man demolishing their town but um, when they realize how much fun she is and how how much she's enjoying life they decide against um, They decide against telling, telling your man that they've kidnapped her. They're like, so they say, they actually, yeah, so they basically explain to her what's going on. They're like, they're listening, he? So, um, Leora's like, you're daddy. He's a bad, bad man, and you, you know, we, we ain't going to hurt you. She's like, of course you're not,
1: why would you hurt me? I'm just, I'm just going to play, I'm just a little girl who's just playing guns and cowboys.
0: And she, he's like, well, yes, of course, we ain't going to hurt you. Um, I'm just going to turn off here, so I'm going to let this group behind me overtake so I can... Um, feel a bit more free on the mic someone was just talking about their white blood count be very low mm-hmm. alright now let them go a bit ahead then we're going to carry on down the floop Thing is, they might think I'm weird now for because they saw me in front. They saw me turn off, and then they might think, "What's this guy doing now behind them?" So I need to give them a lot of time to get ahead. Quite cold now. Right, I'm going to put the jumper back on. No, let's go without jumper. Good jacket. This is when the no editing rule really is a pain for me and for the listener. Right, I'm putting a red jacket on, just to paint a picture. Standing by the Whittington Road, putting my bright red jacket on. And then we'll carry on. Okay, so we're back onto the flute now. The Fallowfield Loop. So. They, uh, they kidnap the girl, Mary. That girl, Mary. And, um, they say to her, Your daddy was a bad, bad, is a bad, bad man. You know what he... And she's like, Daddy? Who's daddy? And they're like,
1: well,
0: like, you know, that, that man who who lives in the house with you, that, you know, that big, big, uh, big old man who's got loads of money, you know the man. And she's like,
1: oh, that
0: man, Reginald, he's daddy? He, and then she's like, what is a daddy? And, and they're like, well, you know, the the person that uh, you know, they care for you, they uh, look after you, and then she's like, Mary, she's wise beyond her years. She's like, Oh,
1: nah, he ain't my daddy. I haven't got one of those,
0: and that's quite a sad, poignant moment in the film. And they're like, Oh, oh, and then she's like,
1: Are you mine?
0: You care about me, don't you? And then he, this kind of real gruff Leroy, has a real touching moment. Um, It's got elements of up in this now. Like, well, actually no, they did want to have kids and up, but they couldn't. But in this, Leroy's always been like, no, children are nothing but trouble. I'd do my own thing. Um, so we've seen that before in retrospect um, and then he kind of has a little moment where he's like ah oh, maybe I do like kids and he's like well, I, I, I I don't know No, I ain't no daddy he says that and uh, his wife Shelly she looks at him like she knows what he's thinking but she, she's like
1: we do care about you, love, we do.
0: And uh so um Mary basically wants to stay with them. Like they say so they're like, oh but we've so we've you see they explain what her dad's done. They're like, you see your daddy, he's a bad man, he or He's a bad man. He, he went and gone. Uh, he gone. And he like that oil. And he gone. He, he's uh. He likes oil. And he likes money. And he gone. Uh, to our Village, you know. People crying. No homes burning fires. And uh. She said, No.
1: He ain't done that, has he? I don't want to go back to him.
0: And they're like, Well, you, you see, we've got to. We 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 gotta have you uh, ransom, and uh, you know we we can we, we we keep you, and uh, and then he'll rebuild our village. That's the plan. Anyway, and then she's like,
1: "No, don't make me go back to him."
0: And he's he's torn at this point. And then uh, he said, like, "We have to. We have to." It's for the good of the people, the good of the village. And then uh, the wife is like, the wife, the wife, Shelley, she's like, uh, we, we can't. We here her father's caused enough pain. Surely we can't cause more pain by giving her back to him. He clearly doesn't care. If he comes after her, we'll give her back. That's the plan. But clearly, he don't care about her. So maybe, he won't come after
1: her. I bet, hell I bet, he won't even notice she's gone.
0: Until uh, we tell him she's gone. So that's, so she, he's, like, begrudgingly, Lero's like, Okay, if he comes after her, that's when we hold her to ransom. So we cut to 15 years in the future let um, me cut to 15 years in the future so that's that could be a film in itself i've done this two weeks in a row now i've created a film in itself as the the opening sequence so maybe that's the first act um, and then we've got Uh, a lot more film to go let me just check how much of the uh how long we've been recording for 45 minutes okay i don't think this one will be as long as usual okay i'm just going through St werber's road tram stop for any uh, manchester folk listening to this just to give you an image of where we're at it's a lovely tram stop. Especially on a sunny day such as this. Great. Right. right, so that's the first act and we've cut to like 15 years in the future. And she is now Actually, let's let's go back on that. Um, so this whole time, she's like, she was seven, okay? She was seven, and we've cut ten years in the future. That's better. So she's now seventeen. She's a very kind of uh, wild child. She's she's grown up. She's a lot more mature than. Um, and a 17 year old should be because she's been through some shit and she's kind of. Leroy and Shelley uh, have treated her like her. They're kind of. like one of their own, but not like a kid, like kind of like a friend. And um, she. she kind of forgotten well she's forgotten what her father looks like and her mother and her her mum has meanwhile been kind of like her mum has actually gone mad all right yeah that's what's happened her mum at the loss of her daughter her mum has just kind of lost her mind all right chance going. yeah so like meanwhile the the father is just kind of he's just devoted his life to um, he's devoted his life to becoming richer and richer and it's working and um, and and his wife has gone mad and he's kind of just like He's hired someone to basically look after her, and they don't treat her very well. Um, Yeah, that's what's happened. Okay. So. um, Yeah, so, we're 10 years in the future, and now um, our group, the Oh, I didn't give that gang a name, so there are five of them. Um, I haven't really said who the other three are but they're like ones, um They're all in their twenties. And one, I'm not giving them names, I'm just giving them brief characteristics. <coughs> one, oh we need to have the fastest hand in the west character. Ah She grows up to be the fastest hand in the West as Mary. Oh, yeah. Um, And, uh, okay, so, but then, so there's three other characters. And, what are they called? Um No, we're not giving them names, we're just giving them the characteristics. So one is like a kind of real easygoing kind of wise cracking guy. He doesn't really take anything very seriously, but he's all about the cause. But yeah, he's kind of just like he's like, "Hey, don't worry about that. We'll get ourselves uh we'll get ourselves a new gun." Don't worry about it. He's the one that gave the gave Mary a gun when she was younger and then shot a hole in the tent, remember. Ah yes, I remember. Um Then we've got one She's a bit mad. Um But she's she's a she's a bit like Catwoman. She's like she's on the good side, but she's a bit unpredictable. She like sometimes burst out laughing randomly. A bit like a joker. And then we've got another, and they, um, they are so dedicated to the cause, and um, sometimes they can snap if uh, like the the cause, the cause being the kind of you know anti um, big oil baron bloke demolishing their towns, that's the cause. And sometimes when the chilled out one, he does not seem to care as much. The other one, he can like lose his shit a bit and kind of get pissed off. He said, what the fuck? Are you with us or are you against us? That's what he says. And the it guy's like, hey man, I'm with you. Don't you worry, baby. Um, so. That's where we're at uh, and they're the gang their gang are called the. this is tough. They gang. The gang is called the, um, the Desert Rats. Yeah, that's got a cool name, the Desert Rats, because they're like, um, they kind of live in the desert, and they they feel a bit, like, um, unified with the concept of the rats, because, like, they are treated like vermin as um, outlaws. Um, but they're not bad they're just trying to live their lives, and that's their similarities with rats. okay Get the desert rats um, so I cut to them, and they've built a new town again, and they're kind of uh, they formed a sort of um they're running it as a five people, um, but it's like a a cooperative kind of democracy town. It's got 50 people living in it, but they're really good owners, these guys, and they're like, they kind of put their outlaw ways behind them. Um, Mary, meanwhile, she's kind of, because the others, they're a bit like, in the Wild West days, Being in your thirties, late thirties, that's how old these guys are now. Um, That's kind of old age, middle age for um, the Wild West. So they're kind of in their, what's the word? In the twilight of their years. And so they've kind of gone more political and they've settled down. Meanwhile, Mary is gallivanting about, shooting things she likes shooting um squirrels and raccoons and that kind of thing but she's she's a wild one um so it's all going dandy and then guess what then guess what um one day they hear a rumble um and I don't know. If, I don't know if I've got the timeline right. Do like oil barons crossover over with uh, the, the Wild West the cowboys, the outlaws? I expect so. So oh damn, we're on busy road again. I need to get off busy roads. So one day, yeah, the rumble comes in, and it's a load of horses, kind of about a hundred, a hundred horses, with a hundred men carrying all this machinery, and uh, it's your man, um, string fellow, and he's like, Hello! and he kind of knocks on the door of the. Uh, knocks on the door of the house like the equivalent of the White House but for this town the town they've started uh, not very imaginatory but they call it desertsville so he comes up to desertsville and he knocks on the door he says
1: wheel wheel look in here
0: Can I No. Right. I'm at a road now. At a crossing.
1: <laughs> gotta get over it so
0: It's just a misdemeanor. Bit might need anything out because it's just me stood so at a eh, car crossing waiting to cross the road. It's just in- I can take the piss too much with the no editing rule. Um, it's. Uh, yeah, that's like a minute of just cars, and nobody chooses to tune in to listen to cars. Rates, right, rates. Right. Where do we get to? So he comes up to the door, he goes, we
1: we're lucky here. I guess you're unlucky. I'm
0: really on a busy road now. We need to get down the side roads and in Chalton. We need to get down some side roads. This is not a good atmosphere to record a podcast in. So he knocks on the door, he says, Wee, wee, looky here. Um,
1: Looks like you're on some land, is that land of mine?
0: He says that as he knocks on the door but the thing is so he's knocked on this door nobody's bloody at the door so nobody listens to him so then he's knocking on the door so somebody goes and answers the door and uh, and it is Leroy and he says and Leroy says Hill what do you want? And then, and then um, your man says those words again that he's already just said. He says, "Wee
1: wee, look here, looks like you're on some land, man."
0: And then um, Leroy's like, "What are you talking about this land? This land is owned by the people." You ain't on no land round here. Mm. That's what he says, Makes that noise, so he goes, mm. and then he pulls out a big wad of cash from his pocket.
1: And he says, "We well, these little bits of paper make differ.
0: And then Leroy looks at them and says, oh no they don't, you're paper. Your paper means nothing round here. The only thing that gets respect round here is respect, and you ain't given no respect in your life. So he's uh, so he's he's not happy as a string fellow, original string fellow. This okay. <laughs> so, original string fellow. He's like, we will, Go that. So, he's the only, only thing that gets respect is respect around here. So, um, I drifted away then. Where are we? So I'm just on, like, Beach Road, Chorlton. A lovely area of Manchester. But hella full of cars right now. My train of thought there. That's my train of thought. Last night, last week I said, "Why would you want to listen to your own train of thought when you can listen to mine?" But this week, this train's been derailed. Um, I think it's the fact that I've had to kind of find quiet places. Um, I've gone off. I've gone off route, and it's caused me uh, mind to wander. So, so he's, uh, so the guy's just, Leroy's just told him that respect gains respect around here, and then uh, your man, um, uh, tsh, 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 tsh. your man, string fellow, I don't know string fellow, it's like, oh,
1: looking to play Hardball, are we? Well, you ain't gonna take my money?
0: I guess we can play things differently. And then he heads off. He pockets his money in his little suitcase and he heads back. And Leroy returns to uh, his wife, Shelley and the rest of the team the politics team and he says he's back that old man is back looks like we may be in trouble and uh and so they're all like oh god oh shit so mary's actually uh there at that point she's in the room as well
1: and she's like what's that what's that daddy who's back
0: and they're like oh, it, oh don't worry some man that you need not concern about and she's like well
1: what is your concern is my concern we are a gang remember
0: and then he's like well yeah, that, that, that'd be true, but this man is uh, a problem we dealt with before you were with us.
1: And she's like, mm, okay, I don't like this. I don't like the sound of this.
0: Um, So, the next day, the, um, Oh, and actually this this is another thing. Um, his eyesight's gone, um, quite bad. Leroy, his, his eyesight's not great anymore, so therefore his shooting isn't great anymore. He's been out of the game for a while, but our girl Mary, she's been in the game shooting raccoons and that. Um, so, uh, the next day the rumble starts again and um, No this time actually it's not a rumbling it's the scream, screams of the villagers the 50 villagers and then one comes running into their like office their political office and says he says Desert Desert Rats you never guess what our house is being burnt down People are out to get us. And so they all charge out of the house and they head to the edge of the village and they see one of their houses being burnt down. And next to it is one of, of course it's not Stringfellow himself. He wouldn't stoop so low to one of his minions. And they're like, and um, what's his name? Leroy kind of runs up to him, grabs him, like grips him up, throws him on the floor. And he's like, what in the God's name do you think you're doing? And the man just kind of like panics. Because he's just a little minion. He doesn't have any doesn't have any backbone, doesn't have any integrity. He's
1: just like, poo- 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 poo, they told me to.
0: Um So that's happened. And um and then he kind of punches him a bit Leroy does he punches him and then the others have to pull him off and they're like
1: we gotta save the house
0: but um they start trying to get buckets of water to chuck down his house but the house is still on fire and and then suddenly they hear another scream coming from the other side of the town and the people have started they've set another fire house alight that side of the town and uh, and then they're basically they send somebody around to every house and they're like to, to warn them and they're like come on we need to work together to get this water and so they they all get buckets of water get buckets of water and eventually so a few houses do get burnt down in the end but by working as a team in the village um, they stopped a huge amount of destruction that would have happened. So I'm now actually in a forest back in the Chilton Woods as I was in at the end of last week's one. So that happens. And then uh, basically, I know how this is going to end, but I need to get there in a kind of dramatic way. So we've got. His house is burnt down. And Mary's like, Mary keeps casting, she's like, who is this man, Leroy? Who is this man? And then, uh, and then, uh, then Shelly's like, tell him. We have to tell her, we have to tell her. And then Leroy's like, go on then, go on then, you tell her. Shelly's like,
1: he's your father, he's your father. And she's like, what, he's my father? No, Leroy's my father.
0: And she's like, no, we took you from him. He was a bad man. He was a bad man. And then she's like,
1: oh, I'm related to him.
0: And so she kind of breaks down crying. She's been very stern and like kind of hard as nails. But when she hears that, she's not happy. And so... um, she kind of starts crying. And then and then they kind of comfort her and eventually she pulls herself together. And she's like, I will resolve this. I don't know where she's got suddenly a deep voice, but she goes, I will resolve this. And then she gallops off. And then uh, she confronts on the edge of town, um our man is like staying in a kind of like horse-drawn caravan kind of thing string fellow she knocks on the door and she's like you remember me and he's like and he's like it's like
1: and no why would i remember you
0: because he doesn't actually remember her and, uh, because he's, yeah, a neglecting father. He doesn't remember. And, um, but in the caravan next door is his mad wife who's like in a straitjacket. And she's like, she goes, and she heard the sound of her voice, she's like, Mary? Mary? And then Reginald's like, Mary? Who the heck is Mary? And so, he's like, oh, my little girl, oh, it's lovely to see you again. And then Mary's like, hell no, it ain't lovely to see you, call this thing off. And then she draws her gun um, and aims it at your man. Yeah, she yeah. aims at Stringfellow, and he's
1: like, <laughs> Well, you wouldn't do that, would you? You wouldn't pull a, pull a trigger on your own flesh and blood."
0: And then she's like,
1: "Oh, you think that? You ain't."
0: She says, uh, what's, "There's a really good line that could go here." She's like, "She's like."
1: flesh and blood you think flesh and blood means anything to me the only thing that means anything to me around here is respect and he's like i dare you see what happens
0: so she kind of trembles she looks into his eyes she sees her eyes but, she pulls it. She shoots the man in the head, her father. And everyone goes quiet. And, uh, and then she goes over to her, her mum's caravan, who's like, her mum's in a straitjacket, and the woman's
1: like, Mary, Mary, you came back for me.
0: And Mary's there,
1: Mother, you never did me no wrong, you ain't got to suffer like this.
0: And so she unstraps her and Mary kind of, she doesn't, she's not as mad no more because her daughter's back and she hasn't got that. that. Um, Is that me? And she hasn't got that man uh her, her husband to look after her suit and then say well um, Mary is like mother well you can come stay with me and Mary and uh all go around here, it's all go. And uh, so, uh, Mary comes back to live with them, and actually, yeah, all the, the workers that worked for us, so there's like 100 people there, there to come demolish the village, to make way for oil, and they're all actually so relieved when your man gets shot. They all cheer, they all party, and they're like, because they were um, under... Awful wages, and then Leroy comes out and says, Mayor, he says, Mayor, what you done? And she's like, well, I did what you should have done a long, long time ago. And then he's like, well done. You're right, I should have done. And then he goes and talks to all the employees of Stringfellow and says, you can work for us now. We'll pay you a fair wage. You can build your own homes. Heck, we'll even help you build your own homes. There is work for you here. There is a life for you here. You don't need to live under that man no more. And they all cheer and they all have a big hug. And then, um, yeah, it's just like a big party at the end. And they all help each other build houses. And uh, it's just really beautiful, actually and everyone's all smiling and happy and there is no more uh no more bad bloke that string fellow i'm thinking is kind of like um mr potter from uh mr potter from it's a wonderful life that is my image of him so yeah that's that film ended all right i have to admit um it's not my best it's not my best i kind of i think yeah it was the uh the fact that i kept going into bad okay like audio areas uh made for a very distracting listen to be honest i wasn't in the zone but you know you have good ones you have bad ones that is the nature of this task we've put ourselves through Uh, And anyone that has listened to the end, I uh, maximum respect um, for you and your time, for listening to my train of thought instead of your own. Um, Now what's left is for us to come up with a name. A name for this podcast. No, a name for the, the movie. Um... So, what's leaping out to me um, is something like Times. Like so, just to summarise so, girl is born, Mary is born to some rich family, oil baron. Um, she gets kidnapped, but then chooses she'd rather live with the, the kidnappers instead. It's not a case of Stockholm syndrome, it's a case of. Just like, yeah, loving the people that actually care about you. Um, so, um, weirdly, I've just seen those that that group that were behind me on the Falafel Loop have just come into contact with them once again. Um, so, yeah, she gets kidnapped by them. Ten years in the future. Um, the big baron's backstring fellow comes to demolish the town that they have built themselves. She heads off and kills uh, her own father, who didn't think she'd do it. So there should there should be a bit in it. Actually, none of the, none of the others can get to him because he's like, but then she. Uh, because maybe he's got loads of like guards around him because he's like really rich so the others can't get to him but she uses the fact that she's his daughter to uh, fool him into letting her through these like guards then she gets through, then she kills him. That would be better. Okay. Um, So that happens. And then yeah, she kills the, the, the employees go to live in this new village desertsville and they build their own homes and everyone helps them and everyone forms a lovely community so yeah it's quite nice in it it's nice and the name of this film I'm thinking yes yeah, sort of through the times well, we could call it the desert rats but or I wanna say something about the times like right, I'm thinking like the times they are changing. What about the just the changing times? Let's call it the changing times. Yeah, okay, let's call it the changing times. That's it. I thought about when uploading these to name each podcast the title of the film, but then I worry that it'll give it away and ruin the ending. But I don't know. I think maybe we'll just stick with uh, having the genre of film as the title of the podcast, um, but uh, yeah, let me know, anyway, am quite glad that one's over, I'm uh, not very in the zone today, but um, you know, c'est la vie, alright, have a good evening and day, alright, bye bye.